0: Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, Diane Xavier running the board today. And uh we you know we recently sent out an email to all the, the Catholic schools in the area and we said we would love to promote what you're doing and also if possible we'd like to do an interview uh for the, with a principal or you know students or teachers. And I was so delighted when I received an email back from Mrs. Jen. Jennifer Boreth, who currently serves as the principal of St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic School in Dallas at 4019 Southampton Road in South Dallas in the Oak Cliff area, very close to Bishop Don High School, where I used to teach. And so she said, yeah, we'd love to do an interview. And I said, great, when were you going to come in? And she said, well, I'm going to send three of my teachers. (laughs) And so I really appreciate her responding to that and also her sending uh, three of her teachers who are very, uh, you know, teaching different levels and subjects. And so in studio with me, I'm honored to have with me Rosa Barrientos, who uh, is a Spanish teacher of pre-K 3 through 8th grade there at St. Elizabeth. She's been there 23 years at the school, and uh, she actually was a teacher of one of my other guests, uh, Caitlin Maxwell, who teaches kindergarten and also is a graduate of 2007 from St. Elizabeth of Hungary School. And uh, Jessica Martin is here. She teaches fourth and fifth graders uh, and uh, English literature arts, ELA. I had to ask her what that meant. <laughs> so uh, welcome to all of you. And thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. All right. So Rosa, 23 years. So you've seen everything at that school. Tell us uh about how you got into education and how you connected with St. Elizabeth uh back in what would that be the 90s I guess or um or uh, around the time Yeah, tor- around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, this ha- it it was a very nice and personal um uh way of me getting into the teaching area. So my Little daughter was starting pre K three, mm-hmm. and so I would bring her to school every morning, and I would go out crying. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> Did other you two, miss her or, yes, yeah, my other two were there. You know, you get emotional; it's your yeah, baby, right. it's your last baby. So uh, the principal back then was Patrick McGee, yeah. and he asked me, "Well, you know, would you be interested in maybe helping us out?" And that's how I started. And then you get to be with your child, Uh, right? And I was there with my three children. They got a wonderful education. I fell in love with the St. Elizabeth teachers. It's like another family for me. Uh, And I wouldn't trade anything for it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Was Caitlin a good student? Caitlin was great. <laughs> <laughs> did you say one, te- one day she's going to be teaching here? Right. And so Caitlin Maxwell, is, as I said, a student of uh, Rosa Barrientos, she taught you Spanish.
4: Yes, she did.
0: And then tell us about your path. You graduate from uh, high school. It must be so interesting to be walking the halls as a teacher of the same place where you know as a you know wow. half pint you were you know uh did you go there the whole time all the way from pre-k no or?
4: i went to public school and my parents were uh, fortunate to send me when i was in fifth grade and i attended from fifth to eighth grade at saint elizabeth and then um with the help of uh, the teachers at saint elizabeth i uh, was accepted into ursuline academy
5: mm-hmm, so, yeah
0: and then when did the teaching bug uh, hit you or what uh, did that cross your mind i that always you wanted to do that? thought
4: i wanted to be a teacher but i always kind of said it to the side, because, you know, I saw what the teachers had to deal with with me. <laughs> <And>
3: I'm like,
4: <laughs> and so, um, when I went to college, finally, my junior year, I sat down and I said, I can't imagine a life without teaching. Let's try high school. Well. Uh, just not a high school girl, so I uh, started teaching with um, elementary, and I found my heart in first grade and kindergarten.
0: Yeah, I said that before we started. I said you get the cute kids, they, the well, you know, they're <laughs> of course they're all you're precious in their own way, but the fourth and fifth graders <laughs> are, are interesting, and that's where Jessica Martin teaches uh, English literature arts. And so, uh, first of all, Jessica, tell me, uh, you told said before we started that you came through the ACE program of Notre Dame. Can you explain to our listeners what that is?
1: Sure. So when I finished. College, college, I actually did not go to college for education. So I decided that I needed to get some um, education in how to teach. So I applied to Notre Dame, the University of Notre Dame up in Indiana, and I got into their Alliance for Catholic Education program or known as ACE. And what they do is they send teachers throughout the country to low Uh, socioeconomic schools, uh, to teach the kids for two years while receiving a master's at the same time. Uh, and I got into the program and was told you're going down to Texas and you're teaching fourth and fifth (laughs) grade and this is your school. Here you go. Uh, so being from New Hampshire, I packed up my car, came down to Dallas. And immediately fell in love with the school. Um, and I've stayed since graduating and receiving my master's.
0: Yeah, you made that very clear even before we started, how much mm-hmm. you love the school. What, what is it about it that you love so much?
1: I love how I feel a part of a family and a community at St. Elizabeth. Uh, not Coming down here and not knowing anyone, I was immediately accepted not only by my faculty members, but also by the families. Um, I received such a great sense of community and faith and family through everyone at St. Elizabeth. And I just could not have imagined getting a better school to start off my career.
0: Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, languages are so important. Mm -hmm. I have tried so hard to learn Spanish and uh, I've done so much and I just, my brain isn't very good that way. But uh, Rosa, every every student pre-K through eighth Mandatorily, I think you said, two, two times a week, yes, uh, get gets Spanish, right? What about the ones yes, that are already sir. fluent? What are they, what are they, um, do they still take Spanish from you?
2: They still take Spanish. We don't have very many fluent students. Oh, okay. um, they might come from a Hispanic family, but they really do not speak the language. Yeah. And if they do, there's a lot of slang, there's a lot of right. So they are learning uh, correct grammar, reading, translation. 8th grading, 8th grade
0: does great with that. Mm hmm. And it's such a, a practical thing to know because I, I've always, I told my, my kids, if there's two job applicants and one's bilingual and one isn't and everything else is the same, they're probably going to take the bilingual one. Do you, do you have a goal by the time they get out of 8th grade? Is fluency the goal or is that, is that realistic or what?
2: Fluency is not realistic because they only come twice. Yeah. And when you're learning a new language, you really need to practice it lately. Mm-hmm. But my focus and my goal is that when they go to high school, they will be tested. Yeah. If they would yeah. like to continue with Spanish or. uh, So my goal is to get them ready to pass that test and to hopefully they can be in Spanish two, Spanish three, honor Spanish. Most of my students go to honor Spanish.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, tell us, uh, you know, I I was thinking that uh, Mrs. Borth obviously sends the three of you because uh, she thinks you're great representatives of the school and she probably knows that you like the school a lot. And I'll ask you the same question I asked Jessica. What is it? What makes uh, St. Elizabeth of Hungary unique? Uh, people have a lot of choices of where they send their kids, public schools, charter school, homeschool. What, what, why would uh, parents, uh, maybe they may not know um, what's special about the school. What would you say?
4: Well, walking back through the doors, I instantly felt like I was back at home. Um, there's a sense of just a warmth, welcoming, and um, also the freedom to explore any type of like, um idea or educational need that you want. So for example, we are able to support kids who want to do, let's say, do a project on something or we have the ability to kind of pull resources and make it um easier for the child to explore their own interests, which makes school fun. I think mm-hmm. St. Elizabeth is truly a really fun school. We do a lot of different activities and things that you don't see in other schools. And I really appreciate teaching here in order to... You know, share the fun with my students and make school a, a positive experience. Mm-hmm. I
0: remember when I was at Bishop Dunn, that area is very diverse. I remember yeah uh, it was almost like a third white, a third Hispanic, a third African-American. And mm-hmm. that that made for an interesting dynamic. And uh, it just people learn from different cultures and all that. I'm sure it's the same at St. Elizabeth, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite um, activities that we have, um, I remember growing up and I was eighth grade, we did um, in Spanish, we had that little um well, the Cinco de Mayo. The Cinco de Mayo. Oh, we yeah. learned songs and the whole, you know, the whole school was part of it. And even with, um, in Spanish class, we had a day of bringing in our favorite, you know, food and talking about it. And I still remember that. And it was fun. And it made me appreciate, um, you know, exploring creativity and things. Yeah. Jessica? Yeah. What's great
1: oh. about St. Elizabeth and, uh, what I enjoy about it is the diversity. We have students from all different ethnic backgrounds and the students get to learn about each other. And not only that, but the families and teachers get to learn through them. Um, I know in my classroom I have students of all different backgrounds and also students that are different religions as well. Um, and just different paths. I know even my kids get to learn about what it's like growing up up North from me. Mm-hmm. um, and I get to learn from them, you know, what it's like to grow up. I mean, we have some kids that go down to Mexico frequently. I've never been to Mexico, right? Yeah. So getting to learn through them. Um, I have students who have parents from the Philippines. I have students with parents that are from Japan. I have, you know, just such a wide diversity of kids, which allows for that. The, the students to learn through each other, ultimately. Yeah. Right. If we had
0: done this interview three months ago, I would have joked that you could tell them what snow is because you're from New Hampshire, <laughs> but we know what snow is now. <laughs> they still don't know what snow is. <laughs> oh, on. that one didn't count. <laughs> we're, we're wimps. Uh, let me ask you, and I'm just going to open, throw this out to any of you. Just, uh, you know, as the, the spiritual formation, there's uh, the, the website saintspride.com for St. Saint Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic School uh, in South Dallas in the Oak, uh, Oak Cliff area. Uh, That's what we're talking about. I've got three of the teachers here. Rosa Barrientos is a Spanish teacher. Jessica Martin teaches uh, English literature arts for fourth and fifth graders. And Caitlin Maxwell, a kindergarten teacher, also a 2007 graduate of St. Elizabeth. Spiritual formation. I love this. If you find this on the website, it says, At the heart of everything we do is our Catholic faith. It shapes how we teach and permeates everything we do within and beyond the classroom. And it goes on, but I'll leave it at that. I love that. And so... How how does that manifest itself on a day to day basis when somebody walks into the school? How would they say, "Wow, this this is a Catholic school. I like this." Any anything jump out? Yeah, Jessica.
1: So we try as teachers at Saney to incorporate religion into everything we do, regardless of what we teach. So that is one thing that is really great about Saney. So being an ELA teacher. I'm allowed to incorporate that in our daily activities, in the novels that we read, in our conversation, um, and in our writing, which is great. So the kids are able to know that Christ is within us through everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, for example, I read The Line Witch, and Wardrobe with Fifth Grade. And to be able to talk about how that book you know, corresponds with the book of Genesis is a great thing and something that you're not able to do at every single school. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just being able to have those conversations with kids and, you know, if they're having a rough day or whatnot, we share, you know, church together every Friday at our school. We shared right now during Lent stations of the cross together. Um, it's just a great thing for students to be able to see all of their teachers be able to
2: share within that faith together
0: mm-hmm. is, uh, El Rosa go ahead
2: yes in my classroom for instance um, cultural aspects you know uh, in December we celebrate the birthday the apparition of the Virgen de Guadalupe yeah on is, December 12th uh, Yeah. yes which is a very important day in our Hispanic culture yeah and then for December, we also do the posadas, you yeah.
0: know, the journey
2: of Mary and Joseph, and yeah. they get dressed, and we do the singing, and we do the prayer, because they all know prayers in Spanish.
0: Right, right. Since pre-K. Uh, yeah, very good. And uh, what, what about the the, the sacraments, uh, mass, and is, is there an opportunity for confession sometimes? Or any? any I, I remember we used to walk to uh, <laughs> St. Elizabeth right. from Bishop down the whole school would walk over there, but is there an opportunity yeah. for the sacraments?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I believe in second grade. That's where um, it begins, and you you get um, to have confession, and you have the sacrament of communion, and um, it goes all the way through eighth grade. I got confirmed at Saint Elizabeth, and um, it's just um, a continuous journey mm-hmm. through uh, Catholic education with the sacraments and being involved in it.
0: Y'all, you know, this may be a little outside your uh, you know area there, but uh, a lot of people say, you know, I'd like to send my kid to a Catholic school, but it's so expensive. The tuition is you know so high, and Uh, What would you say to that? Is there a lot of financial aid available? Or if somebody who doesn't think they can send their kid to Elizabeth of Hungary, what would you say?
1: Um, I would recommend that if you are interested in your child going to Saini or any other Catholic school to reach out to the school. Because there are a lot of resources that we receive. um, And there's a lot of opportunities for financial aid. Um, quite a few of our students actually are on scholarship or receive financial aid through the school or through other parishioners or uh, teachers that have written grants for them. Um, I know personally I've written grants in the past for students for them to allow to stay at our school because mm-hmm. it's so important to us that if you want your child to come to Saini and receive that Catholic education, we're going to try to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say reach out to the school and explain your situation and you know, we'll work the schools are going to work with you we want you to be able to send your kid to our mm-hmm. school
0: I think you said there's uh, somewhere 180 190 students total uh, pre-k through eighth uh, do you have all the extracurriculars the the baseball and the softball and you know track and and that kind of thing is, so what does what you mean? speak of you have the, the
4: volleyball coach over there <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
4: um, yeah you know, I did basketball for a little bit and we uh, we all work together to try to make that happen because it's just a uh, it's fun for the kids to be able to after school get Get together and you know, work as a team and travel to different schools and see different areas, and so um, we've had track cross country. Yeah. St. Elizabeth participates in the DPL.
1: Uh, yes. So we have our JV and varsity sports. Uh, outside of sports, we also have clubs. So mm-hmm. we encourage our students based on their interests to join those clubs. We have everything from Saints in Service that works with giving back to the community. We have Lego Club, Book Club, um, Netflix crochet club. So whatever interests the students we try to have, we even have a trivia club now. Um, so if a student wants something, we do it. I know our eighth graders are currently working on a project after school, uh, working on fixing our courtyard. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something that interested them. So students can bring, you know, forward ideas as well. And we really try to give every kid an opportunity to be part of something in our
0: school. You know, I I think, especially, Rosa, you've been teaching for 23 years, Mm -hmm. and this last year has been so... Weird. And I just wonder how, you know, all the schools have had to adapt and the distancing and the face masks and, you know, even the the, the streaming and all that. So how has that been for you, especially since, you know, this isn't what you've been used to the last no. 22 years. Uh, how, very, how did you very adapt to it? different and
2: very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> but we have made it work. And, you know, the kids are so supportive of us and the parents. We've learned to deal with it. Yeah. And just be in your space and do it. We just do whatever we did before, just a little in a little different way.
0: Are most of the students in, in person now, or is it still some staying home, or, or yes. what? Yes,
4: luckily I have all my kindergartners in. We had a few out for pr- pretty much half the year, but they're all in. They're all in face masks, and I have to say they did an amazing job. There's not been any issues whatsoever, and they. They are in school like it's every day, and it's just been really great to kind of go through. Was, I thought it was hard at first, and then because they're so wonderful and supportive, and like uh, Rosa said, the parents are just great. You reach out, you talk to them daily, even when we had the webcams on us, and they, we would talk you know, emails back and forth. If there was an issue, we would take care of it. It would, I actually feel like it was really, really easy to do this transition at St. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. Uh, we're just about out of time. We've been talking about St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic School. They're located at 4019 Southampton Road in Dallas and, uh, 75224 is the zip code saintspride.com saintspride.com. Father Russ Mower is the pastor there. I've gotten to know him. He's, he's, <laughs> been in this studio before and interviewed and uh, so uh, hopefully he's listening and hello Father Russ. Um, Jessica, if somebody wants to learn about the school, they want to get a tour or I understand you have these uh, roundup uh, events, uh, that are, you know, what, what should they do?
1: I would have someone reach out via email or call up St. Elizabeth of Hungary. We have a wonderful secretary named Sandy Walkley over there that would be more than happy to give you a tour. Uh, she's your woman. I would reach out to her.
6: <laughs>
0: and, uh, you know, I, I feel inspired to just ask this question. There may be some people listening right now that are considering a, a career as a teacher. And having taught three years, I know it's, it's challenging. I mean, but I, I loved every moment of it. Well, most of the moments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what would you say as far as this as a career for somebody who's listening? Because I know Dr. Vriki is is typically looking for teachers and principals are. Uh, what would you say? What's what's the most beneficial thing of being a teacher?
2: I would say go for it. The rewards are amazing. Yeah. And that's what stays with you. Yeah. And um, I think
4: every day is, I'm thankful. I laugh every day. I share new experiences every day. I teach children every day. And it's just the best thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Mm -hmm. You have to see these, uh, you know, little, little people grow up into big people and uh, see them. uh, Jessica, any other other comments about that?
1: Yeah, it was the best choice I ever made. It wasn't originally the path I was going to take. And I thank God every day for putting me at Saney and giving me the best job I could ever want.
0: Amen. Yeah, amen. Well, thanks to each of you for coming in. Again, uh, Rosa Barrientos, a Spanish teacher, and uh, Jessica Martin, fourth and fifth uh, English and literature arts uh, teacher, and Caitlin Maxwell, kindergarten teacher and graduate of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. If you want to learn more about the school, the history, we didn't really talk about the history. This goes back all the way to 1958, formed by the Oblate missionaries. I always love the history of these schools because there's so much that goes into it. Just go to their website, saints saintspride.com saintspride.com and again a big thank you to mrs jennifer borth uh, the principal of the school for uh, lining this up responding to our request and also sending these three wonderful teachers over to uh to be on with me thanks also to diane xavier and um if you have a suggestion for a future interview of the week please email me directly dave palmer at grnonline.com god bless you have a great rest of your weekend
2: our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church in Louisville invites all KTH 910 AM listeners to join them in their Holy Week mission with Father Mitch Paqua EWTN radio host and senior fellow of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. The mission takes place from March 27th through April 4th and will include Palm Sunday Mass on March 27th and March 28th, a healing mass on March 31st, Holy Thursday with a washing of the feet at 7 p.m., Good Friday and Easter Sunday. For more information and a complete schedule, visit OurLadyLebanon.com.
7: BOMA USA is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They're the Billings Ovulation Method Association, and they've created an online teacher training program for healthcare professionals in restorative reproductive medicine. Due to a generous grant by the Catholic Foundation, any healthcare student or practicing professional from the Dallas area can access the entire content for just $100, a 90% discount. To learn more, visit boma-usa.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the KTH 910 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program, which I love to do because I get to meet so many Wonderful and interesting people. And this program is going to be evidence of that. I also want to thank Diane Xavier. She's uh, running the board producing this program. Thanks for her work. And, uh, we have a new sponsor on the Guadalupe Radio Network here in North Texas. And you have likely already heard the spots because they're running multiple times every day. And, uh, they are called Emerson on Harvest Hill. And it is a senior living home that I have had the opportunity to visit. And that's always good for me to actually go out to a place and see it, meet some of the residents. And I also uh, met and have gotten to know their senior living sales specialist, Karen Ray, who not only uh, is employed by Emerson and Harvest Hill, but she also is the daughter because her dear mother, Marlene, has been there for five years now. And so she comes from uh, a perspective of of working there and also knowing there from her mother's experience. I also am delighted to have in studio with me three of the residents of Emerson and Harvest Till Barbara Doyle has been at Emerson for three years. I also have Jean Wiggins, who has been there for five years, and Pat Parkerson six years, uh, our veteran of, of six years <laughs> at Emerson, and they all join me in studio. And also, what a treat, I have um, Barbara's daughter, Katie McBride, who is here as well. And so both Katie and Karen can give the perspective of daughters of uh, mothers who are at the, uh, the, the Emerson. And so it's going to be a great conversation. And of course, you can always visit them online at em- emersonharvesthill.com. emersonharvesthill.com. And hopefully by the end of this, Conversation, you'll say, you know what, that might be a good fit for my mom or for my dad. And so that's the goal here. So, with no further ado, Karen Ray, Senior Living Sales Specialist Extraordinaire. Uh, Thanks for being here. How are you doing, Karen?
5: Hi, I'm fine. Thank you so much for having us all here today.
0: Yeah. And so tell us, uh, you know, I think it's so neat because obviously, if you didn't have just a great experience with your mom, Marlene, being there for five years, you're not going to work at this place. And so tell us how, you know, a daughter of a mother resident, Turned into an employee at at Emerson.
5: Well, actually, I really believe it's the grace of God. And I'm honestly, um, it's an honor to be here. I love these, I love all the residents. I love the elderly. Um, It was a struggle. We've been in our house for like 55 years. Uh, My mom and dad raised four of us. And my dad kept falling. And my mother was trying to help him, but he was on blood thinner. And it was just a really, tough call my dad is a very strong-willed man and was not going to leave his house he wanted to die in that house but um finally his third fall when my mom was in the hospital with high blood pressure um I had a friend reach out to me and say you should really look at putting them down the street at the time it was Tremont and so I prayed, and I did go over there, and the salesperson at the time had a s- place for my mom and dad, and they held it, and I'll be darn if they didn't move in there like mm. a week later, and it honestly was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's, there was no other way to describe it. So I did a lot of praying, and then when we went to Emerson, they had us uh, have a luncheon, And my dad was very persnickety with his taste buds at the time as well, (laughs) with the medicine and with the food. And I prayed, and they had coconut shrimp. And he went on and on about the coconut shrimp. (laughs) And I went to the bathroom, and I cried and said, Praise you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. you are amazing, and I cried. And then I went back to the table and um The rest was history. Um, They had a beautiful place. Then my dad was like going from not moving in there to, what the heck, Karen? This is a a one-and-a-half bedroom. I need a two-bedroom, and I need a parking spot. So they were lovely. They let me put some of our furnishings in from the house, like our, our chandelier. They really listened to my mom and dad of what they wanted, and they let them do it. And over the years i was looking for something to do for myself and so i decided i to try to get a job there mm-hmm. and um and I've been
0: very blessed. Yeah. What people can't see that are just listening to it on the radio is that you and Jean are sharing a microphone, and I, you've got your mm-hmm. arm around her, and obviously you have great affection for her, and uh, she's she's like a, a, a second mother to you, isn't she? Yes,
5: I call her Mama Jean.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I wish everybody. Yeah, that's the, the limitations of radio. You just got to see everybody that's in here right now. So let me ask you, Jean. Uh, you, I recently, I understand you recently had a, a birthday party there at Emerson. Uh, Tell us about your experience there. You've been there for five years, so you've had a lot of experience. Uh, what is life like, and what have you appreciated about life at Emerson?
6: Well, first, my friends. Yeah. And uh, I did have a 90th birthday party. I. <laughs> My kids are still alive, and they say, Mom, I can't believe you're 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I have three sons, and they all live in Colorado. And I have a, one daughter, and she lives here in Dallas. And my husband, when we moved to the um, Tremont, he was doing pretty well. He was having knee surgery, but that's real common, I think. And... uh then later, his heart decided it would start cutting up, and uh, we were there a year and a half before he really got sick. Mm. And we had become real good friends with Karen's parents and Karen. Yeah. And they have three three sons and a daughter, and I have three sons and a daughter. Ah. And so we had so much in common.
0: Eh- and, uh, you now are a widow, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah. And I'm guessing the camaraderie, the friendships you're able to make help. It's, it's, of course, it's, when you lose somebody, it's gotta be very painful. But oh, to have yes. people there in the home with you, friends, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yes,
6: it does. She and her mother, uh, well, her mother and I are the best of friends and, uh, I think we're kind of there. What is it, Rebel Ria- 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 Ria. <laughs> rabble rousers? Ria- the rabble rousers,
0: the troublemakers.
6: Okay. Troublemaker.
0: <laughs> well, and uh,
6: Pat's usually in on it with us. <laughs>
0: yeah, now he does not look like a troublemaker to me, but no. we're, we're going to get to him in just a minute. Let me let me go over to to Barbara Doyle. Has been there for three years now, and yes. uh, as I mentioned, Katie, her, uh, her her daughter, is here, and we'll hear from her in a moment as well. Uh, tell us, um and and um, you know, you're you're Catholic. I'd like to know about some of the spiritual things, but just tell us, first off, your experience there and uh, what have you appreciated about Emerson? Well,
3: I, I have found them to be very, very accommodating. They listen. Uh, if you have a problem, they listen. And uh, I, when I moved there, I moved just about 100 yards up the road. I was over in uh, Preston Square. Okay. And so uh, what is good, though, is this, and I know my family likes having me there because I'm well taken care of. Yeah. And... Um, uh, we've got good people there, uh, and as far as the Catholic uh, con- um, aspect of it is concerned, uh, we're getting back to getting the, um, uh, our weekly visits from Ann O'Brien, who is coming. Uh, conduct a service for us which is greatly appreciated and the priests do serve us uh, from the priests of St. Rita Catholic Church down the road Uh, they come and take care of our needs too not as often as I'd like but uh, (laughs) they they got busy schedules too yeah but um, on the whole um, I, I just find that they meet my needs and it gives my children peace that I'm there and uh uh I I always think of the time that somebody got we went to a a mass meeting and and somebody was complaining about the food or something and I I stood up and I said to him, you know what I don't have to shop for it I don't have to cook it and I don't have to clean up so to me to me that's a good trifecta
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like that idea that's uh, nice it makes me want to move in
3: (laughs) (laughs) well you know you can't go wrong when you get your food prepared and your room cleaned you know yeah
0: right, right especially uh, after a life of raising children Oh, I, yeah, I
3: have six children, uh, three boys and three girls, and my husband passed away about 20 some odd years ago. And, uh, uh, I, I'm just very, I like to use the word content. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a difference between being happy and being content. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very content there. As I say, the, the, the people there are very, very nice, and, and they're friendly, and I've made some good friends.
0: Yeah, that's very nice. You mentioned six kids. Uh, yes. they, they, they couldn't all come, but we got uh, the, the best of the kids, got Katie. right? Uh, Katie, Katie <laughs> I, got, I got the
3: youngest one. <laughs> uh, Katie,
0: let me get your perspective on it because it's, uh, you know, obviously, as, as um, uh, children, we want the best for our parents. And sometimes it's a tough decision uh, how to care for them in their uh, elderly years. And so tell us about the decision uh, that you made. Obviously, it's a good decision because you seem so happy about it. But tell us from your perspective as a daughter about your experience with Emerson?
8: Well, it's been a great place for mom to live the last three years. Um, I am the youngest of six kids, and like Karen, the Holy Spirit just kind of put it on my heart um, three and a half, four years ago, as mom was approaching 90, that maybe we should get her out of her condominium. Mm -hmm. And um, I have another local sister. She and I went and visited some different communities, and mom was... Um, Not happy at the thought of moving originally and then made it real easy and said, I'll go to Tremont at the time. That's what Emerson was. And Mm -hmm. if you're a longtime Dallas resident, you know Tremont. And then they were taken over by Emerson. And so, you know, with consulting with my brothers and sisters and we all agreed that as mom approached 90, it was a good place for her to be. And none of us looks back one day Mm -hmm. on on the move, Um, getting her from her condominium into Emerson and – just the peace of mind it yeah. brings all six of us, especially my siblings that don't live in the DFW area. Yeah. Um, knowing that mom is cared for and looked after and checked on. They know her by name. They know me. They know that I'm her daughter when I walk in. Um, it just, th- there's no way to explain the peace of mind and mm-hmm. just the joy that it brings knowing that. That A, she is content and B, she's well taken care of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you so much. And it's good to, uh, to get both perspectives on, on it as well. Uh, well, Pat, I let the ladies go first. And so now it's, now it's your turn. Uh, you, uh, again, Pat Parkerson, uh, has been there, uh, longer than anybody in the room, uh, six years now. Uh, well, what has been your experience or what have you appreciated about it, Pat?
9: Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I'm a widower and when my wife died, I, uh, friend of mine had moved into Emerson, and it it took a year for me to decide to come in. And uh, I've got uh, four girls who went to Ursuline and two boys who went to Jesuit, and I'm a graduate of Jesuit. And uh, I've I've looked at about three different places, and I found that Emerson was the most homiest-looking place there is. And People could get together easier and meet in the hallways and in the meeting rooms and the common living rooms. And uh, I've had a group of people I got together six years ago or five years ago that are still hanging out together. Uh, probably ten, twelve people, and we've had birthday parties and we. We would bring in food occasionally to have a private party, and Thursday nights we get together, and anybody is welcome to, to come hang out with us, and uh, actually, uh, we have uh, four Ursuline nuns retired that live there, and uh, Sister Margaret Ann Moser used to be there, and she, she passed away. She was... Uh, President of Ursland for twenty years, and I played canasta with her and um, various other persons there, and we find it very enjoyable. and, and the the management is really helpful, and the uh, uh, the food is getting better. We get fr- we get shrimp cocktails, whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Uh, I recommend it to anybody that might want to move to a retirement place.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, If you're just tuning in, this is uh, the interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Emerson on Harvest Hill is where we're talking about. New sponsor. Had a chance to go and tour and visit it myself. And uh, they're located at 5550 Harvest Hill Road. It's uh, basically right by Jesuit and and uh, Saint Rita Parish, as has been mentioned, uh, and you can visit them online, EmersonHarvestHill.com. I know, you know, I, I know. I told Karen uh, when I visited, my daughters are Irish dancers, and sometimes they yeah. would go to these uh, to places like this and dance, and it's always a big hit with the the beautiful dresses and the music. And I know the last year probably has been a little different as far as these kind of things, but uh, you mentioned, Gene, the things are opening up a bit. Uh, are the I saw there was a like a movie theater there, and so maybe mm-hmm. some some of the other extracurriculars that uh, you can do uh, uh, to, to 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 keep busy and occupied. And uh, Karen, do you want to mention that?
5: Yeah, we definitely show movies a couple times a week, and um, we have performers come in quite often. We have happy hours twice a week. We have Brad, who is a famous resident there, that the, all the women, ooh and all ah over,
8: he's from Australia, and he has
5: seven children. He is lovely. He's really, really, he sings music um, in their era, which is very good for the elderly if we can, you know, it's get them in their environment with people that they can jot their memories, talk about their kids, and not just be with us. In fact, my mom would rather be with her friends than with us half the time. And she wants to get back to Emerson. So it's really good for their memory and everything to be around people like them. We have a wonderful hair salon that a lot of the women just cannot wait to go. We had some pipes break and we didn't have a hairdresser for two weeks. And that was really a problem for some of the <laughs> women, but now she's back. Betty's back, so uh, it's it's we're all happy there. But um, there's a lot of activities, um, and we also do field trips. So um, sometimes they'll go to the casinos or. Some of the residents wanted to go to Bucky's, so they went to Bucky's. (laughs) 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 They just kind of tell us what to do. They're the boss of us. Mm -hmm, Yeah.
0: (laughs) If somebody is listening right now... Darren, and there this is like wow i, I if nothing else, I want to go check it out. I uh, want to get a tour uh, can you talk about that and is you know I don't know if the the, the pricing structure if that's too much information or no. or, or what, uh, what the cost or the no, different no, options
5: not at all we have um if you're a veteran, we have veteran uh, rates as well um, and we have a wonderful person that helps us with that. Um, the rates can be anywhere from fifteen hundred. To let's say four thousand, depending on the size and the amenity, the, all the amenities are included. So you get you get housekeeping once a week. You get three meals a day. All that's included in the rent. We have drivers that go to the different hospitals or doctors, depending on what day of the week. Um, the staff there is unbelievable. I mean, from housekeeping to the chef, chef um, Oliver, they just I'm just amazed at the care that they have there, and mm-hmm. all the amenities are included.
0: Yeah, I remember you introduced me to a lady. I think she was head of housekeeping, yes. an African-American lady Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. who uh, she's
5: been there 27 years. Her.
0: And you know and, uh, you can't fake the affection and the love, but mm-hmm. I just saw that in her, how much she loved her job. I'm sure this is somebody uh, that you, Barbara, get to interact on a daily basis. Talk about the staff mm-hmm. because if the, st- the staff isn't friendly or and, 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 you know that, that could make life pretty miserable
3: well i I have a gal that uh, cleans my room and her name is Shirley and I just love her and she's um, she's thoughtful she's thorough she's friendly as as most of the staff is mm-hmm. uh, I, no complaints as far as the staff is concerned as I said they're so accommodating and uh, they listen to you and uh, well I I can't say enough about Shirley yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it it is what it is it's just yeah, I'm at home.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Katie, you want to say something?
3: I do. You
8: know, at the beginning of COVID, when we all, you know, the world shut down and we weren't allowed to to go in um, yeah. at the at the beginning, even the essential caregivers, you know, it was hard to get in. And just everybody there was so accommodating, like mom, the, the verb that she used, and that if I needed mom to get something or, I mean, they were running around, making things happen. Even Miss Maddie helped mom. I don't even know what it was that I dropped off or something like that and helped her get it all. It may have been clean laundry, just helped her get it all situated in her room. And just, they're just so attentive. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that's the word that I would use is everybody from the highest to the lowest is so attentive to each of the residents and what, you know, what we as the outsiders ask of them.
0: Yeah. One thing that pops into my mind, we oftentimes we hear about uh, an issue of loneliness uh, with with elderly people and they just don't have, especially in the last year with all the the, the restrictions and all that. It seems, and and Pat, perhaps you can comment on this, that if you're going to be lonely at a place like Emerson, you would almost have to be doing it on, on your own because there's so many opportunities to have uh, interaction with people and do things and and especially as things are opening up a little bit more. So uh, do, you, do you find that to be helpful to have so many people in close proximity to you that you
9: can interact with? Uh, yes, I, um, I was pretty lonely when I moved in there and um, we've gotten groups together where we, we do meet. Uh, anybody's invited to come join us at our little get-togethers And uh, I know a lot of people stay in their rooms, and and we've actually had management ask us to form other groups to get people together because they want people to be happy and not be lonely and not stay to themselves. So it is uh, a place where you can have a lot of friends. I've had uh, maybe 20 friends that have come and gone from there, either to assisted living or maybe they died, but I've had 20 real, really good friends over the past six years. So uh, I do recommend it to people that want to get social with anybody else. Yeah. Sounds like
0: there's a lot of choice. Uh, I, Karen was talking about getting out to Bucky's or, you know, that kind of thing. So you basically can be as active or as inactive as you want to. And, uh, I, I just have a couple minutes remaining and I just wanted to see if there's anything else any of you all would like to say. Maybe you can just raise your hand if you want to still say something about Emerson because there may be a question that I haven't answered yet. But I do want to just, uh, remind everybody we're talking about Emerson on Harvest Hill, senior living, uh, facility home and uh, their website is emersonharvesthill.com emersonharvesthill.com and uh, Karen Ray is the senior living sales specialist and I can tell you she has a great affection and love I can just uh, can just tell you, know, you just the, the body language everything about her she just loves what she does you can reach her uh, at k the letter k ray at emersonharvesthill.com and they're located right over by Jesuit and St. Rita, 5550 Harvest Hill Road, and you can get a tour and uh, learn more. But anything else any of y'all would like to say about uh, Emerson that I haven't asked? Uh, we've got a few minutes, so don't be shy if uh, if there's anything else you'd like to say. Karen?
5: One thing I just want to reiterate is it is independent living, and so for you, your parents, for any of you kids out there that are trying to um, convince your parents that maybe it's time to not cook or clean and just enjoy life and just worry about doctor appointments that it is independent <laughs> living and they they're still the boss of themselves they still have their independence um, and we encourage we encourage them to stay as independent as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a program if there's a couple, husband and wife and one of them is not as good at maybe bathing or something we do have a program personalized assistance services which we do have people it's not nurses because we're not assisted living But we do have people that can care and and assist in that need, so that you don't have to go to assisted living right away.
0: Is there a minimum age, or of uh, yeah, how how old somebody has to be to get in?
5: Um, Probably around sixty five. Okay. We we have had younger, depending if there's like um, visual aid that needed or some special, um, but. Usually around sixty-five. Okay,
0: and when you say uh, it's independent living, so if somebody is, uh, let's say, far along with maybe a cognitive uh, problem, or they're not able to really take care of themselves very well, this this would maybe be a, not the place for them. Or, or how does how does one tell?
5: Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's what I assess, and the sales specialists assess when we do speak to the people, and most of the times it could be the adult children that we're talking to. But we do assess because we want it to be successful for both the their parent and for the facility. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to put someone in a facility when they can't thrive and they're miserable.
0: Very good. Well, thank you, Karen and Katie and Jean and Pat and Barbara. Uh, it's been a great conversation, and uh, it's it's a delight that you are all here. I, I appreciate uh, this. is more fun than Bucky's, isn't it? <laughs> no, you don't get as good of food, but uh, it is more fun. Uh, all right. So we've been talking about Emerson on Harvest Hill, and please check out their website if you think this might be a good fit uh, for you or for uh, a parent or both parents. Uh, emersonharvesthill.com emersonharvesthill.com and uh, ask for Karen Ray and she would be more than happy to to help you uh, with anything so all right, I think that pretty much covers it we're out of time but uh, thanks to everybody for being here and uh, thanks to Diane for running the board. Karen, you look like you're going to say thank, something else. Thank you very much, Dave. Okay, yeah, this has thank been you. fun. I told thank him I'd try to make it easy on him. This hasn't been too bad, has it? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right, this has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's
5: KTH 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation
9: of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM
0: interview of the week. Are you a Catholic man looking to make a difference in your Catholic faith or seeking a brotherhood that upholds Catholic teaching and values? Join the Knights of Columbus today. You can join online at knights.net. That's K N I G H T S.net. By joining online, you'll have immediate access to many things, like the Knights of Columbus highly rated insurance program. Your Catholic family can be protected with life insurance, annuities, long term care, and disability insurance products by a Catholic company. Experience the Catholic difference and join the Knights of Columbus online today. Knights.net.
7: The Diocese of Fort Worth has successfully opened our schools during this pandemic year. At each school, our Catholic school educators empower their students to become their personal best.
0: As a Fort Worth Diocese Catholic school student, I am a person of faith and a moral decision maker. I am well prepared academically for higher education and will be a lifelong winner. I am developing into a strong leader that is accountable, compassionate, and inspiring to others.
7: Our Catholic schools are accepting applications for the 2021-2022 school year, and tuition assistance is available. Visit catholicschoolsfwdioc.org.
9: Thanks for listening to
5: KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network.
0: Catholic
9: radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.